swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Hello and welcome to Rick's Martini Bar, but Rick is not here. He's still working on a film in Portland, and Amanda's not here, but we are talking baseball because we got a couple Yankee fans in the studio. We've got Willie Gillespie and Jack Gillespie. Welcome, guys. Hey, Jerry. How are you? So you guys just got back from a trip. These guys are such devoted Yankee fans. By the way, cheers. Cheers, Jack. Cheers. And Willie, cheers. Cheers. And they just got back from a road trip to Oakland Coliseum to watch the Yankees lose to? Lose four. <laughs> lose, lose four. four. <laughs> Sadly, they lost four up there. Uh, we got to witness two of them. But it's still a great season because right now, what are the Yanks? About seven games up? Six games in first place? Seven games in first place. Best record in baseball. And, more importantly, the Detroit Tigers are in first place, at least right now, anyway. We'll see. They're one game up right now, but we'll see what happens uh, That's a tough team. Today. Yeah. Knocked us out last year. So. <laughs> yeah, and so we'll see We'll see how that goes. And, Willie, when was your first New York game? Give me that. What's your remember of the first? I, uh, it was the old stadium, the pre-77, pre 76 renovations. It was uh, back at, we were a subway stop away. Uh, nice. Stadium, yeah. And my mom was a bank teller at Citibank, and my dad worked for Unisys and OTB. And so my mom actually was the one pegged most to take us two games. I'm the, the really? youngest of three boys. And she used to not totally willingly take us, <laughs> take us to Yankee games. Um, and then on weekends, if my father you know, wasn't working, he would uh, also, because they all love games. It, it's funny because the family was generationally Yankee fans. You know, yeah. Our, my nope. grandmother taught us how to keep score. Wow. You know, uh, she grew up right there overlooking Woody Crest, overlooking the stadium. Back in the day when the state, the Yankees actually lived in the neighborhood because they stayed awesome. in hotels right along the... Uh, so give me a few names of that lineup that uh, our listeners would know from that. From my lineup? From the first line, game you went. Thurman Munson. Oh, the Thurman before he... My all-time favorite. Really? Yankee. I'll, uh, Number 15, I'll right? Be, yep. The catcher, the captain. I uh, will. No one will ever surpass him in my uh, memory as far as being my... Yeah, so that was, was Billy Martin managing then? Billy Martin was coming in and out depending, <laughs> on, the, depending on the week. Billy Martin was the manager. Uh, players that I remember as a child were Greg oh, Nettles. Like, yeah. Oh, Greg Nettles. Greg Nettles, Oscar Gamble, Chris Chambliss. Oscar Gamble, uh, one of the great Afros. But the, oh, the great, when he had he, the helmet on oh. with the Afro sticking out the side, there was nothing I think, finer. Did, did Steinbrenner make him cut the Afro down? He had it. No, he, he was a beard. He, he was, he was, uh, you had to be trimmed neatly. You had to have no mustache or no beard playing under Steinbrenner. Uh, it was one of his weird rules. I, I mean, players like Thurman Munson would get away with it. 
because he just loved Thurman yeah. uh, as much as the fans. Yeah, Thurman but, wants uh, to have like perpetual like four days growth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> was, he looked like a professional yeah. softball player. He didn't look like a baseball <laughs> player. He was always overweight. Just amazing that this guy could get down on his knees every day and play catcher. And he, you know, and back then it was the great rivalry with him and Carlton Fisk. Yeah. As far as the catching in the in uh, the American League, and then of course. On the other league, you had Johnny Bench. Just the, yeah, the yeah, catching yeah. in the seventies was just unheard of. Just so good. Um, pitchers: Ron Guidry. Uh, then we had, you know, we picked up the. Relief. Did you have Mickey Rivers in center field, man? Mickey Rivers oh, one of my favorite players. Oh yeah, my, with the bat flip. Oh, he would limp up to the plate like he could barely walk, and then he'd get on. My Infield hit, be, steal second, steal third. Exactly. My brother would always see him that night at Yonkers Raceway. <laughs> he would literally take every... I think he got paid daily. <laughs> and he would basically demand cash from the Yankee management because he would take that money and then every night he'd be at Yonkers Raceway after the game. They'd <laughs> on the, uh, the, uh, the, the horses. Um, okay. So. Well, hey, guess what? We are up against our first commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to learn more about the Yankees. Come back to Rick's Martini Bar. We're back at Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jack Gillespie. Yankees fan, right? Thanks for coming back. And we are here with Willie Gillespie and Jack Gillespie, two lifetime Yankee fans. Their whole life are Yankee fans. And I'm uh, a Tiger fan. And amazingly, we are in Los Angeles, where we are all, we're in second place right now, but I think, I think, we'll, I think they're going to end up in first place too by the end of the season. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, before we left, Willie was telling us about his first game. Jack, you want to tell us a little bit about your first time at a uh, uh, Yankee, at the new Yankee Stadium? You've been to the, your dad was at the house that Ruth built. You were at the house that Jeter built, right? Yeah. Or is that what I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> so. They were playing the Brewers. The Brewers with uh, Prince, Fielder. Prince Fielder, who's now Detroit Tiger. And Brian Braun. Nice. Old stadium, Willie. Uh-oh. My uh, greatest memory at that stadium was when George Bush threw out the baseball. Oh, after 9-11? After 9-11 during the playoffs against the Oakland A's, who we just lost to mm-hmm. all weekend. But I had never seen a crowd so unanimously behind and just it the score on the game everything was irrelevant about the game right just the the, the factor it was a watching patriotism come yeah. out like that at a baseball game and nothing more americana than that and then george bush steps out onto the mound and at that time he's the president he's not republican he's not democrat he's the president yeah most incredible moment ever yeah. In my life, and I, you know, it took place at Yankee Stadium, and I, I had been to every World Series here that from the '90s throughout. That was by uh, far the the most memorable thing I'll take away from that stadium. I remember watching on TV, and he nailed that pitch too. He nailed it. He threw a good pitch. Usually, when somebody famous throws out the pitch, it looks it's usually like a lob and like about a 15 foot arc on it, and it's. Well, rumor has it Derek Jeter told him before he went out there, he says, if you miss, this crowd will give it to you. <laughs> wow, wow. We, okay, and, and another thing that you two guys that I'm very envious of, because you two guys actually met Pete Rose, another one of my favorite players, in California, right? 
Yeah, we were uh, fortunate enough. Jack's uh, baseball team uh, had a uh, one of his teammates was Pete Rose, now fiance's son. And I will tell you, when that guy steps between the lines of a baseball field, he is Pete Rose. Oh yeah. It he I have never seen anyone just know a situation and how to tell a kid what to do. Really? And he does it in such a way that it's so reassuring. It's amazing. All the things you hear about that guy when oh. he steps on that when he steps on that field. He's Charlie Hustle. Have you seen that documentary about him? There's a documentary out. you got to see it. It talks about... It's all the old players talking about him, Perez, and 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 like when he went to Montreal, about how that team turned around and how he just... He stepped into the dugout and he just told everybody, we're pl- you know, we're going to play harder than you ever played before. And he's, he's a player. Mm-hmm. First day. And then when he went to the Phillies, he got him a, a World Series. And, uh, th- th- I mean, <laughs> amazing. I, I mean, and he treated every kid so respectful. Really? And even respectful of the coach because he wasn't the coach of the team. And he would just he was asked on occasion to help out. But he, he deferred to the head coach. And the really? head coach is just some, you know, yeah. like me, just some dad in the neighborhood. He were not, not in the Hall of Fame. That just bugs Amazes the crap me. out of me. Yep. I mean, it's like... Uh, and, I still can't believe that I will take my son to the Hall of Fame and say the guy that has the most hits and the most home runs aren't in here. Yep. <laughs> but, but some other guys are. But uh, the, the amazing. Uh, the uh, yeah. Hopefully they get in there. When the uh, who's the last Yankee to get in the Hall of Fame? You guys know? Probably Reggie. Reggie or Winfield? But you know, you yeah. can do you consider Winfield, Winfield a Yankee? Mr. May, yeah. <laughs> Mr. May and Mr. October. The way that that guy climbed that left field wall, I mean, there's no better shot of an outfield catch in left field than when Winfield goes up. Oh yeah, he's going four. Well, five, he's a six basketball feet. player. Yeah. He's a basketball. He was what he was scholarship at Minnesota. He was drafted by the Minnesota Lakers at the time, right? Right. Right. And. Okay. Foot- Vikings and the Vikings and the Padres, incredible. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's funny. I, the last time I was in New York, I flew back with both Dave Winfield and Reggie Jackson. Oh, really? Both on a plane, and I'm like, "Well, how weird, Mr. May and Mr. October <laughs> on one plane." <laughs> wow, wow, that is cool. So, yeah, so I, I think he's probably the last one. And, you, and I, well, I'm sure you don't consider Wade Boggs a No, he but a couple horse, years. But speaking but he, of Susie and Woolman. They had a relationship. Who did? Wade Boggs and Susie Wolf. Oh, the announcer for yes. the oh, uh, horrible the, announcer. <laughs> the horrible announcer for the uh, the uh, Yankees. Oh. So yeah, but no, I mean Wade Boggs to me just a general baseball player, good guy. Um, again, seemed like a good teammate on that team. That those early '90 teams or uh, early World Series teams of the Yankees are on '96. That just seemed like. There was no stellar player at that right. moment. It just seemed like nine guys who just played well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we eventually became these packed, star-studded teams. But in that, you know, Scott Brocious. What was Scott Brocious? Right, you right, know, you right, look right. at the Paul O'Neill. These were guys who were great ball players. Paul O'Neill, I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was a fun team, the 96 team. You had Derek Jeter was a rookie that year. Yeah. Game one of that year, he had a home run in the snow. Wow. His first at-bat was a home run, I think, in Major League Baseball. I have to do a quick plug here, by the way. You can uh, go to Amazon.com. So if you go to www.mccartymetro.com and then click on the Amazon banner, 
Buy something. Buy some Yankee memorabilia. You could probably get a uh, new Ichiro jersey. An Ichiro jersey. That's right. You got Ichiro now, the uh, most highest paid number eight hitter in baseball right now. <laughs> so he's, he's uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you got him. Uh, and uh, we'll be, we have to take a break, but I'm going to ask Willie a question and see if he can get it when we come back to the next break. But who's the, I think, the only person in the American League ever to win a batting title and not hit a home run? We'll find out after this message at Rick's Martini Bar. This is Willie Gillespie. We're back with Rick's Martini Lounge. That's right. And before we left, we had a little question here, which was uh, name the American League batting champion who finished the year with no home runs but the highest batting average. It's only happened once in the American League. Was he a uh, practicing angel and twin, Rod Carew? And a practicing Jew. I was about to say a black Jew, man, but Sammy That's Davis. Right. Rod Carew, good, good call. Right. So, Rod Carew won a batting championship. I was at never the hit a home run. Hall of Fame game where the Twins played some other team. Rod met Rod Carew as a oh. seven, eight-year-old child and met and got to talk with Lamont Bostock. Wow. Who was subsequently killed. Yes, in California. By, by his girlfriend or wife. Yeah. Yep. And I remember that was, I, and I, I was like shocked to hear that news. I'm yeah. like, it's the one twin I ever knew. I <laughs> <laughs> was killed. Wow. So that was my, there's my Minnesota Twins uh, piece of trivia there. I think that Rod Carew started as a second baseman. And he, I hated it because Dick McAuliffe, who was the Tiger second baseman, always finished second in the All-Star ballot in the Rod Crew. Every year. <laughs> Killed me. Okay, well, Jack. Some great Detroit Tigers growing up. Oh, uh, yeah, we had a lot. We got we got we got Justin Verlander now, so he makes me forget Denny McLean and Mickey Lolich and all those old. Oh, the uh, baby had the bird too, and Mark Bird Fidrich. Right, 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 right. I can name the year he won the batting title. Oh, you can. 1972. 1972 with the uh, that was with the Angels that he won that. I believe. Remember uh, that? I mean, just baseball for it's. I just can't explain how much I enjoy baseball, and it's it's funny because there's chunks of my life. I have different memories with different groups of friends. Yeah. Based on like Bobby Hardy and I grew up together. And that was the childhood. It was isolated. It was all Yankees all the time. The two of us watched that Bucky Dent home run. We got because we went to Catholic school yeah. we got out early on the Wednesdays. Remember that? Yeah. We got out early and we watched the Bucky Dent home run. And then college, it was all about the stats. Right. You know, and it was a Lamont, my friend Lamont and Jeff Parsons. All we did was discuss stats. And like, <laughs> you were cool if you could name the seventy-five Kansas City Royals. <laughs> they're like, oh, come on, give me the fifth starter. You know, <laughs> Larry Gurra. Everyone knows Larry Gurra. But it was you know getting down to that fifth starter, and and then. Now to enjoy baseball with my kids, and it's literally it's it sounds like that field of dreams thing, but it's in my oh, lifetime. It it's so true. All the other sports were relevant; they were fun to watch. But the thing that as my family grew up on and that I've maintained relationships with, it's always been about baseball. That's that's exactly why I feel about Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because it's all about the game. I mean, the Yankees were known for having well Babe Ruth. 
you know, lots of drinking, lots of carousing, lots of women, but he could hit a home run. Yeah, Mickey Mantle. (laughs) Mickey Mantle and Billy Martin are notorious for going out drinking and coming back. And it's like that was... That's baseball. Mm-hmm. It's it's like they, they're they're more human players than than anywhere else, and it's the stories are are great. And it's like their best Yankee fight, best that you've seen a Yankee base. I love baseball I got fights. Two. I love baseball fights. Jack, tell me yours. One more. Pedro Martinez through Don Zimmer. Oh, I love that fight. Don Zimmer was like 80 or something. And it's so funny because I grew up hating Don Zimmer because he, he was the Red Sox manager. He was the Red Sox manager. And then he became beloved because he was the Yankees head coach. He was, that so was so weird. funny is that he was in the uh, – and, and Zimmer. he was 80 and 75. <laughs> and Zimmer actually started that fight, I think. It's like he went after Pedro. Yeah, man. he <laughs> He was like it. Okay, what's yours? Uh, Lou Piniella oh. against, I think, the entire Red Sox team uh, during... Oh, okay. Piniella, big dude, too. Oh, big, angry dude. <laughs> high voice. Yes. Very high voice, but a, but a big dude. And, but he made that lucky grab yeah. in the uh, that playoff game where he couldn't see the ball and he stuck his glove out and went in the glove. But, I mean, there was a guy... It's such a different era. There was a lifetime 300 hitter. Just, you know, probably 295, 300 hitter. Zero power. Right. And But if he was today, he wouldn't be playing baseball right. today. Right. Because they would assume that that guy's got to hit 30, 40 home runs. He was lucky if he hit 10 a year. I mean, our big home run hitters were Greg Nettles. Right. And, Third baseman. And, and that uh, that was about it. Reggie Jackson when he was right. on the team. But we didn't have. Yeah. That era didn't have it. Right. And it loop. You, it's baseball is the only sport where you, you could be sitting next to a baseball player and you have no clue. You're sitting next to a basketball player, a football player. You're like, this guy's got to be something, right? Baseball player. It looks, looks like, like anybody. Another guy. Like they just have the ability. They have that eye-hand coordination that no one else does. And greatest record ever. That's amazingly through all the steroids, through all the stuff. The stuff. The two records they can't beat are Joe DiMaggio's. 56 games. 56 game hitting streak and uh, and Ted Williams hitting 400. My uh, father always, you know, again, growing up in New York, he uh, was desperate for the Yankees to trade Ted Williams for Joe DiMaggio. Really? Yeah. To put that bat on the short Yankee porch yeah. would have just been deadly. And same thing goes for Joe DiMaggio with the short wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have just been... My father always talked like, oh, that trade would have been the trade. Wow. And, uh, yeah, no one's coming close to those two things. Did you know Ted Williams never won an MVP? No, I did not know that. Because Joe DiMaggio won them all, probably. In the 40s. And the guy gave up five years of his life. And my mother always said that if Joe DiMaggio had one more game, he would have had locked in the Heinz contract for life. Wow. Because their logo was 57. Oh, and yeah, that's right. That, that was always the talk. Like, oh, when he was like, oh, he missed his Heinz. He missed his Heinz. Because they didn't make any money. Yeah. Joe DiMaggio made all his money after the fact well, I, with Mr. Coffee. I'm, I'm going to give you a, a little bad Joe DiMaggio thing. Is um, I read Mickey Mantle's autobiography, and he blames Joe DiMaggio for his first knee injury. Yeah, he, had to cover, he was covering his territory because Joe was too slow, and he put himself through the water drain. Yeah. The Casey said, you got to cover that Oh, territory. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Joe never. Joe was too proud 
to admit, admit that it. he had lost a step. Yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't give up center field. And center field at Yankee Stadium was, you know, like the Los Angeles National Forest. It was forever. Right. <laughs> okay, Jack. Current Yankees that you think are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Let me hear who you think. Current Yankees. So. A-Rod. A-Rod, probably, yeah. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, definitely. Rivera. Mariano Rivera, definitely. Is he coming back, by the way? Do you think he's going to come back? Hopefully. <laughs> hey, uh, he was at the stadium recently, and he's he says he's coming back. So Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's even more imposing now that I know he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's, it's like when, when he won the, uh, when he took over the uh, all-time saves, he like threw out the hat, and I'm like, he just got beat by an old man. <laughs> That's well, hurt. Talk, talk about a guy that if you were standing next to him in line. Oh, yeah. You'd think nothing of this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Who else, Jack? Ichiro. Ichiro, I think, he, I think he'll probably make it, even though I... Uh, that's like a player that, like, in the 70s, he would have been a lot better. When they had the artificial turf and he could have legged out oh, a lot of yeah. things. He would have he would have Baltimore cut. chopping, he would have just come <laughs> back on the ball. He would have hit 400, maybe. Maybe Sebastian. Oh, yeah. That dude, for the weight that guy carries, six, six, he's a three, stud. Three-something. He's a stud. He is not. He doesn't get injured. He doesn't. I mean, I... Like uh, who's a really who's a, the overweight pitcher you guys had? David Wells. David Wells. That guy I always never liked. <laughs> he pitched for the Tigers and was terrible. And I was like, man, that dude is just never in shape. Could you imagine being at high school in San Diego and to produce two perfect game winners? Yeah. Don yeah. Larson and David Wells. Right. For the same team. Yeah. Who? Did, who how, I mean. <laughs> How many perfect games are there? 20? 25? Yeah. And one high school produced two? Insane. Well, we are out of time. Thanks for joining us at Rick's Martini Bar. And you can uh, download this podcast at www.mccartymetro.com. Don't forget to support our sponsors. And for Jack Gillespie, Willie Gillespie, I'm Jerry McCarty. Cheers. Give me a little love there, Jack. <laughs>